get up, get, get up, get up. What is up, Mets fans? It has been quite a bit. Uh, it's been longer than it should have been. Was really hoping it wouldn't take this long, but we needed a break. Welcome back to the Mets Up Podcast, episode number 145. We're just going to kind of talk about what's happened since we last spoke, which was, I mean, it feels like so long ago now. It's been the longest week and a half-ish of my lifetime, seemingly. And ever since the Mets lost... Time has just been moving in slow motion, it feels like. So as James is being sped by a BMX motorcycle seemingly right outside his room, we'll do the typical intro stuff that you guys all know and love. Make sure you're following us on all our social media at Mets Up on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. If you're looking for the YouTube video, head over to the New York Mets YouTube channel. Subscribe over there. And if you're listening to us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, drop us a rating, drop us a review, download, subscribe. Like we said, we are not going anywhere this offseason. We will be putting out one episode a week at minimum, and it's going to be coming out guaranteed Wednesdays, I believe, is what we're rocking with here. So without further ado, James, how, how have you been this past week and a half? I mean, you know, we've been together like six of like the 10 yeah. days. Like you were chilling, watching sports, hanging out, just trying to forget about the sadness. But it's been a long week. It's only been eight days since the Mets were eliminated from the playoffs. So much has happened in baseball. So little has happened in my life, our lives. It was kind of like acknowledging like the death of a, like, a loved one, like not to be dramatic, but it kind of felt like that. It was like, I spent like a couple of days being like, I can't believe that happened. And he spent a couple of days being sad. I got really sick. I had a fever. I've had a sore throat. Uh, stuffy nose and then i just- think i think we just went through it like because same thing with me i didn't like have a fever or anything like that like you did but i like got super stuffy i was coughing i think like both of our bodies were just like okay sick it's time to get sick you've been so good for a hunt for about a six month period it's time to get back to reality here no it was like the recoil and it's just like you pop back and all of a sudden just you're on the ground you're like oh my god that really we went hard for a second and it's just kind of looking up and picking up the remnants of the season like realizing what actually just happened it did feel good that the padres just whizzed past the dodgers at least yeah at least yeah. we get that <laughs> at least we ran into like the the buzzsaw that is the san diego padres taking down two of the three best teams in the regular season uh, in the National League. Actually, the till Padres, sec- technically, technically, based on record, the end of the season, the two best. That is true. We did technically have the second best win percentage in the National League East this year. Or in the National, National League, League this year. Yeah. And the National League East, we were first. Yes. If we're going to do that, I don't know. Are we, we going to do that? We no, gonna I, just want, I just wanted to say, I just wanted to be like petty and be like bitchy. But it's just, it, 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 it was cool to see the Padres win. It was cool to see the Braves lose. It's very yeah. cool to see their fan bases each have temper tantrums online whining about the playoff format dude that's isn't that so crazy that because those two teams lost now the conversation is not just is the wild card round broken is the nlds broken the five game series is like a hot button topic and it took the two two of the best teams and now their fan base is crying and moaning like oh it's not fair five games instead of seven like okay it's been like that for 20 years now and now you have a problem Hilariously, also, I'm, it's like this is going way, way, way back. Last year, one of the first proposals that the players gave the owners during all the lockout shenanigans was a seven-game DS round. Yep. Which is crazy that the owners would de- deny that because that's more money in their pockets. It's more games for everybody. But I guess it was just in this inside of all the other proposals, so you had to like decline everything or accept everything. But it, it's funny to see, and so it's, it's like it's so ironic that as like where baseball has gone all these years now, these teams basically want to like revert back like fifty years. Yeah. Just teams win the pen and go to the World Series. Like we know that's how the Yankees and Cardinals got all their championships, just by having the best records in their in their leagues and then just walking to World Series and just be having to win four out of seven games. But this is this is this is the whole 
Do Braves fans not realize it's the only reason they won the World Series last year? No, I mean that would that would take them being educated baseball fans to understand. That part of it I can't understand. Dodgers fans, I get it because they have the best record every single year and find a way to choke. Except they really the, do. It's except impressive. the year that didn't count. So like I get why they're frustrated by it because well, it was only thirty three percent of a World Series. That's what it was. 27 percent. Oh, I get my bad. Sorry, Dodgers fans. Yeah. Not that much. Don't over exaggerate this. But it's like if we were playing nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties baseball rules the dodgers this team probably have four or five championships by now but <laughs> sadly they don't and it kind of brings up just a really fun like we're gonna start talking about off-season stuff in a little while but we're still we still gotta let the, the body you know get cold here it just brings it's a fun philosophical conversation of like whether you, as a team we should be more prepared for a postseason short series small sample size or the whole big thing because we've seen team like the dodgers dominate the regular season year after year have so many pitchers so much to do but every single guy isn't really that equipped to go deep into games. They don't really plan for that no. regular season. They don't, they still don't, they don't want to kick them up into the postseason. And then you see teams like the Padres and the Phillies come in with starting pitchers who are, I'm going to pitch as long as I can go and just hit a couple home runs and it works out. Yeah. I mean, I think there is definitely a undervalued value, I guess, to be really bad at English, but it is undervalued in the postseason, especially the length a starting pitcher can give you. And like you said, with the Phillies and the Padres, those are the two teams in particular who have been able to get more length out of their starting pitching. Because every time you bring in a new reliever, it's another guy that then has to do his job. And when you add yeah. that many variables, it does just make it harder. Like Yancy Almonte was lights out all year, but now in a big scenario that he's not normally used to, it's different pressure. He pitched in Colorado for four years. It's the most important game of this guy's career. He crumbled a little bit. Like this is stuff that happens. And I hate to be cliche, but like, relief pitchers are starting start or failed starters at the end of the day. Like who do you want having the ball in their hand more for us? I know like we like the Mets bullpen, but we want it in the hands of our guys. The Padres want it in the hands of their guys, the Phillies, they want it in Zach Wheeler's hands and Aaron Nola's hands as physically long as possible. Cause when it gets to that bullpen, it gets interesting. But I think uh, 100% this, I, f- it's going to re, I don't know what the right word is, but people I think are going to reconsider how to build teams now based on what happened specifically this postseason. But like, why weren't teams thinking about that beforehand? But also like, even if teams do start doing that, like the whole point is how random it is. Like it's a a five game series. It's really hard to prepare in any way for this. Like every team, if you get here, you're going to have at least one like pretty good starting pitcher, probably more than one. And I think that's why teams haven't built their team like that because it really like one, you have to get there first off. And as we saw with the Phillies and the Padres, like at times, it was a little bit in jeopardy, especially with the Phillies, like getting close with the Brewers. But when you get there, it is about having that top-end talent, that top, that high ceiling. And both those teams definitely had a super high ceiling. That being said, so did the Braves, so did the Mets, so did the Dodgers. Like, none For of these sure. teams were bad. Every This one thing about this postseason, too, it feels like every team that made it was really good. Besides the year. Cardinals. Besides the Cardinals, which everybody knew that. I mean, that, that, talk about a team that did not have any ceiling. I didn't, no. I didn't know what their ceiling could possibly be. I guess win the wild card maybe was their ceiling. Yeah, literally. And another thing that's funny about this is that everyone is complaining that these teams who were like so good and like should have been contending for the World Series got knocked out. When you look at this from like an actual numbers perspective, and you look at baseball perspectives or fan graphs, like World Series percentages, no team ever in baseball this year had higher than 18% chance to win the World Series, like based yeah. on probability at any given moment. Like that's kind of how it works. So none of these teams really that much favored over the other, especially when you add in the variance of like playing baseball in a short series and the fact that like, I don't know, like how much you really need to win one of these series. You need your bullpen not to suck. You need a couple big hitters to play well, and you need one or two starting pitchers to really step up. 
Padres and Phillies each had that all year. 100%. And, and that was something that we talked about a lot on this show as the season went on. Like, we'll talk about how the Mets and Braves divisional race affected each other probably a little later on. But we, I mean, I at least was saying it for months that, like, I don't want to run into either of these teams in a wild card series because they have enough to get you because they each we, have home run hitters and good starting pitching. We really wanted the Cardinals. We really, the Brewers would have been so great to sneak yeah. into the postseason. Would have really, really preferred that. But I don't know. Does it give you, does it make you feel any better? that at least the Braves and the Dodgers are also out? I, I, I don't think it'll make me feel better because it's not like I, don't, I never really cared what they did anyway. I just wanted to win baseball yeah. games. But does it, it, it gives me a little bit of like warmth in my heart that they are being so annoying about it, so childish. We're, we're rooting for the, the Padres, right? Like that's... Padres Astros, baby. Save baseball. Yeah. <laughs> Padres Astros for the, for the greater good of baseball. <laughs> Got to get the evil empire out. Cleveland is failing miserably right now. I have it's, it on the background. Right? Yeah, bottom eight, five one. Uh, second, Aaron I mean, Ball just did nothing. Yeah, we should talk about that maybe for a brief moment. I've never seen a team openly tank on a playoff game. Like Guardian said, Guardians. don't want. They said game five, take it. We got an extra day to give our guys rest. Aaron Saval, like Shane Bieber on four days rest. We can't do that. If Shane Bieber pitches, he then we can't trade him. Yeah, or he can't pitch game one of the next well, series. If we move on to playoff round, does that hurt our hurt our draft position? <laughs> like what? Yeah, was, and and they did like a cardinal senate at yankee stadium you never bought in the first inning at yankee stadium as the road team like what what is the purpose for playing small ball yankee stadium is the like there's a clear-cut way to win at yankee stadium it's get on base and hit home runs because that park does not get singles does not do doubles does not do triples and the guardians were like how about we give you an out in a game that we know we're going to be down it also we can't discount the fact that josh naylor tried to like sun the yankees in the game that they Dude. were losing and I really all, seem to enrage everybody, including the Yankee fans. I'm all for celebrating and having 100%. fun and bat flipping and all that and doing the pimps and all that. But there's two things I did not like about the Josh Naylor cradle the baby. One, you're losing. Don't don't wake up the Yankees. You don't need to give them anything to give them a little fire under their stomach. And clearly he did because they're beating the pants out of them right now. And Josh Naylor has not looked good since then. And two... I like the celebrations of the bat flips because it's more of a celebration of what you accomplished, of what you're doing to yourself. You're doing the baby thing. One, Garrett Cole is you're not Garrett Cole's daddy. He is still one no. of the best pitchers in baseball. And two, now now you're now you're taking shots that were unnecessary that you didn't need. You didn't need a target on your back, and you put one there. I, I like having fun. Josh Naylor is a psycho and has done some crazy stuff this year that I did love. But that was, if I was a teammate, I'd be like, Josh, no, don't do that, man. Also, like, why are you doing it to the guy who just throwing 13 innings and only giving up two earned runs yeah. in the series? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Garrett Cole is going to be one of the sole key, like, main reasons the Yankees actually came back up and won this series. Literally. At a time when it didn't really look like they were, because for some reason, Yankees fans don't realize that he's one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. He's, he's fantastic. He's still really but, good. So, like, for him to be the guy that you take a shot at is bizarre. And then just, even just the exist, like, watching this lineup go out there with, like, Austin Hedges and Miles Straw, the bottom of the order. Dude, Austin Hedges, remember the longest time he was rumored to be, it was going to be like him and Manuel Margo for Noah Syndergaard. That was like always the rumor with the Padres. Austin Hedges is supposed to be this defensive wizard back there. And he does a great job framing. But boy, oh boy, he cannot throw out a runner to save his life. They're running all over him too. We also, we know from being New Yorkers and me and you being Knicks fans, like how harmful it is to like watch a team that's owned by a Dolan. Yeah. And it's just, it's so clear how much this Guardians team needs like $50 million. There's a mosquito flying around. I think I smacked it out of the air, though. Well, Mr. Miyagi. Why don't get him anyway? Good job, though. Thank you. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I I was really, really hoping they would have done more. I really was. They got oh. they went up 2-1 and I was so excited. Shame on all the Mets fans out there who thought the Yankees were dead on Saturday night. There was yeah, no, no way no, no, they no. were dead on Saturday night. That was crazy. Never. We, we got to celebrate that moment. There was a chance. But Garrett Cole was always pitching game four. And Aaron Savali was set to pitch game five. The Guardians got a chance to, to change that, but they did not. And this is what happened. The better team won. And we have the two best teams in the American League record-wise facing off in the ALCS and the National League, two of the worst. <laughs> two, the two wild card teams going up yeah. against each other. So, okay, we said we're, we're technically rooting for Padres-Astros. What do we think is going to actually happen? If you had to give a prediction, who do you think goes? Give me games, too. Why not? Let's get crazy. We, this is the off-season podcast. we got to talk about something. I know. Can I, can I, can I just can I be sacrilege? I think yeah, it's going to be, be sacrilege. I think it's going to be Yankees-Phillies. Oh God, no! I really James. do. I think the Yankees James. are. Gonna, I think the Yankees are going to get the Astros in six. I think the Phillies are going to do oh. the Padres in seven. See, I I don't disagree with the Phillies being a possibility, but I also do think over seven games they really get hurt a lot more, just because Aaron Nolan, Zach Wheeler, realistically, realistically, can only pitch four. Now those could be the all four of the wins, but we've seen that they are human at times. So I think it's going to be Padres in six. And we got Astros in five. I think the Astros are just going to handle the Yankees. They kind of they kind of slapped them around this year when they played. So oh, for sure they did. But this is a different beast, and the Yankees just looked like renewed these last two games. But also, ever since A Rod drew up their lineup, that was it. I know. Ever since, ever since changed they everything. Looked, uh, took the uh, plans out of Aaron Boone's hands and gave it to the the analyst A Rod. Uh, I Shout mean, out my boss A Rod. <laughs> it depends on Aaron Judge because Aaron Judge has been not good. This series home runs. I mean, also such a classic Aaron Judge home run today. Or the up three nothing, make it yeah, four. Yeah. Oh, classic Aaron Judge home run. Oh, you get sixty three or sixty two, whatever it was. Shout uh, out that um that one uh, Yankee fan that we met in Washington during Jacob oh Degrom's debut, yes. who said at that point Aaron Judge already had like forty five home runs. He said every single one was meaningless. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was electricity. No, that was funny. That was funny. Yeah, I think I think Astros five, and I'm gonna go Padres in six, but. Oh boy, Phillies Yankees would be hell. That would be a nightmare. Just leave the country. Just gotta leave the country. That's that's turn off the TV. I am not watching. If you don't acknowledge the 2022 World Series happened, you don't know who wins. I mm-hmm. just I'll block it out for the end of time if that's what ends up being the World Series. You don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but I wanted to ask because I want your take. If that is the World Series, who would you rather? Wow. I think I'd rather have the Phillies. Okay, yeah. I think, I think so. I I'm not I won't root for either, but I will it's a lot of rooting against. That's really what it comes down to. Honestly, you know it'd be great. I want I want people to blow the game. I want there to be chaos. I want absolute crazy stuff happening. I want an eight-run lead blown in the ninth inning by the Phillies bullpen. The Yankees come back and then the Phillies take it back from them. Like I want to rip their heart out if they're going to lose, but I just cannot cannot possibly stand to see Yankees fans win a World Series. You saw the Braves they were intolerable. I'm never going to go to Philadelphia. That place stinks. So I don't really have to interact with Philly fans unless it's on Twitter. And most of them, they're muted anyway. So it really doesn't matter. Yeah. And I mean, we also, we were, this happened, this exact World Series happened in 2009. Of but course, like I, yeah. I don't know. I was a child. Like the hate wasn't really born yet inside of me. I just, I got mad at my Yankee fan friends. Like it was frustrating. But at that point in time, the Mets had, 
like the 2006, seven, eight back to back to back seasons beat me down so far that I didn't even have close to a leg to stand on. So I didn't even like, I don't know. And like the older, the older Yankees championships, I didn't feel either. So it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. This would be, this would be a very new experience. Yeah. I, I very much hated the Yankees then. And I hated them for sure, but I knew there was yeah. like, there was nothing, there was nothing to say. Yeah, of course. No, 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 no. There was nothing to say. Uh, you know, Matt Smoot, of course, shout, shout out to Smoot, but uh, he was a Phillies fan and I was good friends with him growing up. So I was like, yeah, at least Smoot will get one. And it's not the Yankees. That's basically where I stood. Yeah, I was in, I was in Woodlock Pines. Shout out Woodlock Pines. If anyone's ever Ooh. been there in Pennsylvania okay. with um, my one crazy uncle I've talked about in this podcast before, Frankie, who's just, he's in one of my dynasty baseball leagues. And he just, peppered, you did me Frankie, the Homer Derby night. He was okay. like of my, of my dad's two brothers, one who was like bigger and balder. Gotcha. Okay. Not, not really loud. That's Lou. Okay, that's Lou. Okay, yeah. But a lot Frankie, of Italian names being thrown around. Frankie yeah, yeah. Lou. Frankie, Frankie Lou and James and Mary. That's the four. My dad's fam. But um we were at like the like the the cabin, like something. I don't know. It's like a it's like a it's, a, it's like a room. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a communal community room at this place where like they'll do like trivia or games, and then there's a bar in there and you hang out. And my uncle, like, this is the first time I realized how much of a psycho Yankee fan he was. He sat in a chair in the first inning of that game, the deciding game. He didn't move the whole time. His family was there. He had kids running around and he like locked his nails into like the leather arm of the seat. Like he was just locked in like, grabbing. Oh, man. no, but I mean, it, it was real fandom. Hideki yeah. had the home run. And that was kind of it anyway. And Yankees were a better team that series in the Phillies. Definitely. I mean, that, that Yankee core, they came together for just one ring. I got to hand it to them. <laughs> I would love to get one ring. It has been cursing, coursing through my veins since the Mets went out. Yeah, you you no, too. I'm, I know. But it's just I'm like, it's so angry. back. I'm so back to hating. I took this entire year off and really focused on the Mets and being positive. I'm not. I'm not going to hate the Mets. Let me clear that up first and foremost. That's not going to happen. That's that's all love. But I wasn't really talking a lot of trash to the Yankees, the Braves, the Phillies. A lot of people. I'm so back. I'm talking all the trash next year. Don't care. Good karma got me. What we got bumped out in the wild card round. I don't care anymore. I'm back to hate. Gotta hate. Gotta hate. And. I guess we should maybe throw it around, talk about the Mets like briefly. This is a Mets podcast. Ugh, I guess. Um, yeah. The one thing that did happen, Mets news this week, was that Billy Epler had his big press conference. Um, they were just, I'm not, I mean, we're not, I'm not going to speculate anything, but there were just like, there were a couple of like quotes that we should reference. Talked about Jacob DeGrom. He said they had a conversation that night after Sunday night's loss. He knows how we feel. I know how he feels was a good conversation. I guess that means maybe they bring him back. Maybe they don't. That's really the yeah. only news to even discuss right now. Pete was sad talking about a lot of guys probably won't be back. That was right after the game. Feels like a lifetime ago, but so long. That's really all we got. Choi Otani went back to Japan, immediately went to the press how much he didn't like Anaheim. So it was great. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I am not purposely ignoring the meth stuff that's coming out now, but I also know how little it actually matters right sure. now. It's, it's like you said. Yeah, we're seasoned. We're vets out here. We've we've been around the block a couple times with all this stuff that happens after the season. It's I'm glad those are the comments. I prefer Billy Epler saying that than no, nah, there's no chance or ah, we'll see him next year. I, you know, whatever it is, I 
it's tough. It's tough. There's not much that can be said. There's not much that will be said ever at these things. I think you take everything you hear right now, this offseason, currently when there's actual still meaningful baseball with the tiniest grain of salt, as small as you could possibly get. Teeniest, tiniest. So it's just it's going to be hard for Mets fans to block out all the noise. Shout out our, our boy Worthy, loyal, yeah. loyal friend, listener. He literally, like, like hope that he's happy he's healthy now because he, like, he had, like, bit, bit. bit of a scare. Bit of a scare, yeah. It's just yeah. And the Mets like just literally drove him to, to the breaking point. <laughs> yeah. So like, happy he took some time off too. Like, oh, it seems like a lot of the Mets creators this week have all just lulled. Yes. When, and I yeah, think how many times we've even tweeted from Mets stuff in the last like week, like three. See, like, I don't think I'm not gonna lie, it was you then because I don't even think I've touched Mets stuff. Yeah, you definitely have. I mean, did you? I mean, I think you retweeted Jay Horowitz, shout out Jay Horowitz. Okay, I actually podcast. did do that. That's right. Yeah, that's from the computer them. though. That wasn't on my phone. Okay, I read, I read, I put out a dumb meme. And that was literally it. So each of us, one tweet, one organic, one retweet in, in 10 days. Yeah. I mean, there's, there was there's a lot. There was a lot what, that happened. What do you want us to talk about, people? What do you want us to talk about? Like, like there's nothing like, I could say. I'm sure we, we sure as hell are not going to talk about what happened again. That's not going to happen. We could have made a graphic with that exact Billy Epler quote, but I'm not, my heart's not in it. I don't care. No, no I, I don't feel good about that one. No, uh, you, no, you we're, mentioned not here, we're not here to hunt for engagement. We're here to give you guys meaningful content. You know No, we're, we're Mets fans. We're real Mets fans out here. We want to make sure we, we echo that to you guys still. You mentioned Jay's podcast as well. Just dropped one with Bobby Ojeda. So if you don't haven't checked that out, guys, you should. Jay has a podcast where he talks to a lot of Mets alumni. Really good stuff. He has unbelievable stories. Definitely go check that out. And I think I think we might be making an appearance as well next week, maybe. Week week after some point in the future. So keep an eye out for that. Jay come hanging out in the organization this year. Like the few interactions I've had with him, old timers day, and just like around like the cafeteria. He's absolutely just legendary human being. Oh yeah. He's like he's like the epitome of like like when you know someone's like a popular person, they call him the mayor. Yeah, Jay Horowitz walks around the city field. He knows every single person. Oh, he is. Do he's shaking hands. He's hey, how you doing? Cracking jokes there. He's he's quick and like I think the mayor is the perfect way. He's the mayor of City Field. I like that. That was fun. So excited to do that with Jay soon. I mean, past that, like hell, we got God the DS. I mean, it was I didn't even watch baseball for a full week. The first time yeah. I watched I watched the divisional series was Saturday. That was when we were I hanging might- out. Yeah, at your place, hanging out with some friends. That was my first time getting back into baseball. I had to make sure that the Braves were going to lose. Had to make yeah. sure, make certain of that. I had to also have to make sure the Astros are going to win. Yes, those are the two we... most important things that happened last week, and they both happened, so it was okay. Yeah, Astros at least give us a chance to to hate a little bit more. Yeah, and, and luckily I went. I mean, I'm not gonna say. It. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, I mean, we had a great time. Uh, great, great sports day just in general between college football and baseball, and got to hang out with Vito too. Our producer Vito, what's up, Vito? We know you're out there listening to us yeah. from from beyond the stream yard, and we should bring Vito back in soon because something that we talked about a lot over the last month plus of this season really, really turned its ugly head over the yeah. last two weeks. It became very clear and obvious, both during the Mets series against the Padres and the Braves series against the Phillies, that these teams completely, completely just left it all on the field against each other. I think especially the Braves, especially yeah, no, for sure. More the Braves and Mets show them more than the Braves did not, not to rub salt in the wound Mets fans. But if you remember, they were not playing well before we played them in Atlanta. They had that good series. They played poorly again after that. And it carried into the postseason. They looked horrible. Austin Riley forgot how to hit again. Like 
they just looked like a shell of themselves. The Phillies kicked their teeth in, and then they their Tyler Matzik went online oh to complain God. about a day game. What a baby! I'm a World Series champion. I have to play during the daytime. You're you're you play in Atlanta. You are irrelevant. <laughs> Atlanta and Philly, two major sports markets. It's the like night, the, 40th the night games in, are reserved for the real for, for the real franchises. It's like the 40th biggest city, and it has the most traffic. I mean, how does that even happen? Yeah, but it was it was interesting to see them go down like that. But it's just <laughs> nice. It's just it's so impossible not to see like the parallels that we drew between this this divisional race and then last year with the Dodgers and Giants. Of course, that was a little different because the Dodgers at least made it all the way to the NLCS. Neither of these teams made it that far, and the Giants won their wild card game on the back of Logan Webb's heroics. But it's just it's it's so hard not to see that's exactly what happened. I just like shame on us for like Nostradamus predicting it. Yeah, I, I know Vito's got this clip for us, so if Vito's ready, we'd love to hear it because, boy, oh, boy, did we hit the nail on the head with this one. Braves are just good. This is like the Giants-Dodgers like Giants last year. It Dodgers is. lost the, the division with 100 wins. I, I wanted to talk about that because I think there are a lot of parallels to what's going on this division, what happened that division last year. And I had a galaxy brain take today in the shower. Uh, because last year, it was such a bad situation, it seemed like, because whoever lost so bad. that divisional race was going to wind up in the one-game wild-card game. There's some kind of spot there where you almost lose future value by going too hard to do this division thing right now. You know, And I don't know where that point is. I, I'm not making that decision. Not that there isn't even a decision to be made, but there's just there's something in between there that you almost could do too much now and then ruin yourself later. Yep. I'm sorry, guys. I mean, you listen to this podcast for the takes, I'm sure. And the, that 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 was from episode 124. That was the Labor Day episode just after the Mets dropped two of three to the Nationals. Mm. Max Scherzer got hurt again right after the series win against LA and the Timmy Trumpet stuff. So yes, the fact we we just absolutely pinpointed that the writing on the wall right there in that moment, the exact second that the Mets series started to turn. It almost feels like me, you, and John. Also, shout out John. First episode without John since we the miss you, John. Of June. With a, with a weight off our shoulders. But, was he um, watching hockey? Yeah, he's working the the Icelanders. Big Islander fan, Johnny. He's huge does. Islander fan. He yeah. loves the Islanders. There's nothing he loves more than the Islanders. I took him to a Ranger game as a thank you for this year last week, opening night, and all he was doing was sulking about how much he wished it was his Islanders <laughs> that he was watching instead. But it's almost like all three of us kind of in the back of our heads, like a deep, dark place in our soul, saw what was happening and just didn't have the stomach to admit it, not even only to ourselves, but to you guys as well. I didn't even remember I said that. I thought that I like 100% thought, thought that that was organically your take, no doubt. Well, I and think then I the, had it before too. And I think that was just because this is only, I didn't know how far back to go because I didn't want to yeah. look at that many episodes to find that clip. So I was like, I know I talked about when the Mets lost the September series. So I went to yeah. every single one of those and went as far back in September. And it was the first episode of September. So it made sense. But <laughs> could no, have it's just done it, better really happen. And the worst part is, like, it didn't even seem like it was something that affected them physically because no one's workload was really no. mismanaged. Maybe, maybe some of the bats just not having enough off days down the stretch, that's possible, but like, that's that probably wasn't it. But it just seemed like it was a real mental strain. Yeah. To every, like, to be scoreboard watching for like 45 days in a row, every single day, like, what they do, what they do, how'd we do, how'd we do, and going up back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and being so worried about it because you got to buy because of the new format. Oh, it's crazy. Even like, Imagine this with new format this year. This is the first year that there was no game 163. Imagine yeah. that if it was a different year, we would have had a fourth chance to get them. Like it would have been really demoralizing if we did it, but at least it would have been a shot to do it. And yeah. every other year in this in the in baseball, that had been an opportunity for that besides this one. And I mean the Phillies wouldn't even be in the playoffs. No, like 
It sucks that we were so right about it. And I, I think it does come down to more of that mental exhaustion. I mean, one, baseball is a mentally draining sport to begin with anyway. You fail 70% of the time, and you're one of the best hitters in baseball. And then you throw on top of the 162-game season, and you throw on top of how, in a vacuum, every single game doesn't actually matter, but over a long period of time, it does kind of thing. It's so mentally exhausting. And I think what happened with both of these teams is really that, like you said, they sold out for the division, which is fine. And then it got to the postseason, you were kind of just like, you're trying, you're trying your best. Both of these teams, I'm sure, like Mets especially, really wanted to, to win this year. I mean, everyone wants to win the entire thing. But it just, you, you fought really, really hard for like six months. And at some point, the Padres who stopped fighting for the division, what, in May? Uh, they, they were just playing to make the playoffs. Same with the Phillies. Able to, keep, able to keep fresh and kind of loose in a way, I think. I think that's a big part of it. Think about how loose the Phillies have been since they got Joe Girardi out of there. They've just been chilling out, playing ball. Like, that's it. And there's maybe there's something to say about not really worrying so much about the regular season anymore. You play 162 games, but so what? Whatever happens there happens. Just got to win the games when they really matter. Did we say that? Uh, tell the Braves that that was their World Series to win that season, that series there. And, it was. Uh, it was I a mean, World the, Series. They yeah, acted the, like it too. Exactly, and it, it it showed. I mean, even the Atlanta Braves fans still think it's their World Series, even though they finished with a worse record than the Mets this year. Congrats on playing one more game and losing. Yeah, the better win percentage. Like, what can you say about it? That's it. Man, oh god, this this should be an episode previewing the NLCS. This is so crazy. Ah. Oh. We would imagine we would have done like five episodes in between the last two if this actually would have would have happened the way we thought it was going to happen. But I, mean, got a, uh, I got a family friend, uh, Anthony, and he was like, Wait, where's the episodes at? I've been waiting. I've been waiting to hear something else from these guys. I don't want to listen to what happened la- the last Sunday. I need a new episode. We're coming for you guys. Like we said, every single Wednesday now during the offseason – is going to be when a guaranteed episode drops. We might have some interviews. We might do some other fun stuff here and there that could drop during the week. A little bit more kind of random. But every single Wednesday, you will be getting a guaranteed messed up episode. So make sure you guys are sticking around here because once the offseason starts, we're really going to have a ton to talk about. Yes, but that is still a little bit away from now. And it's also it's going to actually be our first real offseason of doing this because last year was a bit of an obscure offseason since there, yeah. had, there was a lot of offseason immediately and then we had to like just make nonsense content for about four straight months i went back and listened to some of our episodes from last year such heat wow we're, we're you think we got this job we're beasts <laughs> crazy really? so good we're stumbled into it but also we deserved it <laughs> yeah we were talking to we were talking about my we were talking about obscure we were talking about the minor league rule five draft one episode <laughs> for like nine minutes i was like and i'll do it again why did we do that it's crazy but no shout out to anyone who also stick, stuck with us since then. Those were some those were some crazy times. That was different. Those were that was a different Matt and Jay on the on the mics back. Yeah, then. That, that was Matt and Jay. Now we're Mark and James. Yeah, yeah. No re, re, resurgence bandwagon for Mark and James. Anything else to talk about here, or think it's I about mean, time to wrap it up? I was gonna look at the AFL, but I just thought of it now, and I don't have any research done. So like maybe yeah. not. Man, we could talk about that in the next one. Let's let them have a bigger sample so we can actually have yeah, something meaningful exactly. to talk about. You're so right. That's yeah, that's such a good point. Big sample guys here. Saber magicians. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. You know what to do. Follow us on all our social media at MetStup on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We're going to have a lot of content out there. Shout out to producer Vito. He's making all these videos you guys are going to be seeing. So be excited for that. If you're listening to us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, drop us a rating, drop us a review, download and subscribe. And if you're looking for the YouTube video, go to the New York Mets YouTube channel, subscribe. You'll be able to watch it over there. Follow James on Twitter at James underscore Shiano. 
can follow me at Giraffe Neck Mark. Go give a listen to that Bobby Ojeda interview on Jay's podcast, Amazing Mets Alumni Podcast. And uh, keep an eye out for us on there next week. See you guys next time. Peace out. Get up. Get, get up. Get up.